Hello and welcome back to another week of the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, the founder of online K-beauty store Style Story and your guide to the world of Korean beauty. Now, in today's episode, which is, of course, our news headlines episode, there were quite a few interesting pieces in the news this week. So I'm going to run through a couple of those. And the first one that I wanted to start out with was news that I've been seeing floating around for a couple of weeks now, and that is that the duty-free store stores in Korea are rolling out the red carpet to the professional Chinese resellers of cosmetics. So apparently what's happening is obviously in the last two years, duty-free sales at all of the duty-free stores have pretty much ground to a halt, which is what you would expect considering, you know, the the time when people normally purchase duty-free things is when they're traveling, uh, you know, maybe at the airport. And then of course, around Seoul, Uh, If you've ever visited Seoul, I'm not sure whether you've necessarily sought out the duty-free stores in the city, but there are many of them, lots of them, and they're very, very popular or historically have been, particularly among the Chinese. So basically at a lot of the malls in Korea, or particularly in Seoul, I think being the capital, there will actually be like a separate section attached to the mall, which is just for duty-free sales. So this, these series of articles, I guess, have basically been saying that because these stores are suffering so much that they have teamed up, I guess you could call it, with uh, the Chinese resellers to basically, you know, enter into new partnerships and relationships so that the the resellers actually come into the stores, which are basically empty, and live stream. So they're selling off like all sorts of different things, not just K-beauty, you know, like uh, basketball, uh, baseball jackets, t-shirts, caps, things like that. Um, but I think uh, cosmetics is a big, big part of it. Uh, I remember back in the day, back when, you know, travel was normal, I would often go to Incheon Airport, which is the main airport in Korea, and there would be people literally just sitting down on the floor, just taking the packaging off all of these cosmetics that they had bought, trying to stuff as many as they could into suitcases. Like it was a really, really big business. Apparently there were people that used to come like regularly to Seoul, like I don't know how many times a year and just literally stock up on as many cosmetics as they could, take them back to China, I guess, and like sell them. I'm not quite sure how, whether they have their own online store maybe, uh, or maybe, you know, some other thing. But basically what is happening now is that uh, the, you know, duty free stores in Seoul are allowing these people to come in and basically live stream and introduce the products that are in the stores to their followers. Uh, So I thought this was really, really interesting. So obviously the article was reporting how much of an impact the pandemic has had on the stores. And basically foreign visitors last year was down 16,063%. So a lot, they have lost a lot of business. Uh, And what these live streamers are doing, there is apparently a Chinese version or equivalent of TikTok, which is called Douyin. 
yin and they basically show and advertise you know the products there and then arrange to resell them so the duty-free stores tend to sell products at about 60 percent of the retail price charged at like regular department stores or online malls and then what the resellers do is they get to keep a portion of that and also a commission as well so this article was talking about the effect on you know lots and lots of different brands and companies and things like that uh, so I just thought that was really really interesting that obviously that you know apparently the commissions can be as high as 15 to 25 percent uh, and they were saying that because the stores are basically empty you know they're not even getting in people's way doing like a live stream in the middle of the store so now that Korea is opening back up again uh, I think from basically the first of April is when a whole list of new countries were added to the visa-free uh, uh, list that they can, sorry, they, they were off the list altogether, but now they can apply for a tourist visa. That was from the 1st of April. So I don't know whether this is like going to be a long-term thing. Probably not. You would imagine that once tourists come back, they probably won't have people like live streaming stuff in stores, but I'm not sure. I've I've actually had the opportunity to walk through a couple of the duty free stores in the last, I would say, year, and honestly, it's like a ghost town. There's no one there. The sales assistants are sort of standing there, looking just really bored, uh, as you would be if you were standing there at your job all day and like no one was sort of coming through. So I'm keen to see what kind of happens. I assume they will be back to their regular business before too long. I assume that once, you know, tourists are back and particularly Chinese tourists who are so, um, you know, passionate, I guess, about their duty-free shopping, you would assume that everything will just go back to normal. But that one has been doing the rounds for the last few weeks. So I thought I would just introduce that. I'm not sure. This doesn't sound to me like something that would be catching on in other countries, uh, but let me know. Let me know if there are things like this going on in your country. Do you know if, you know, the duty-free stores or any other stores are doing like these kind of live streaming events? Let me know. Um, that was really interesting to me. The other big news this week was, of course, there has been a marriage in K-drama slash K-beauty land. So Hyunbin and Sonia Jin were married last Thursday. Thursday at Walker Hill in Seoul. So I think between them, it is pretty safe to say that they have pretty much like covered the full gamut of K-beauty endorsements. Uh, they have over the years between them spruiked everything from face masks, hair care products, uh, beauty gadgets. Apparently now that they are married, uh, some of the websites are reporting that they will have a combined fortune of about US $41 million plus a combined property value of around $27 million. So a very much, in every sense of the word, a power couple. Uh, I think uh, K-drama fans uh, and fans of Korean film will be very familiar with these two people, if you don't already know them. Uh, they were in a drama together a few years ago, Crash Landing On You, and they said that they fell in love on the drama. Uh, they've been dating, obviously, for a couple of years, and then they got married in last week. Uh, so Hyunbin has been the ambassador for lots of different uh, beauty 
I guess, companies and sort of products over the years. The two that come to mind when I think of him most recently, Mediheal, which is obviously a very big mask company, and also Doctor for Hair. I swear he is on like every fifth bus that goes past me in Seoul uh, for one or other of his various endorsement deals. So a very, very much a bankable star. Uh, and then Sonia Jin as well. She has had a very, very long career. She has been a brand ambassador for so many different things for Vanav, for Ohi, for Manu Factory, uh, for Jenny House, Misha, uh, Skin Inc. So I think even in the drama, she was using like a couple of the beauty gadgets that she is the ambassador for. So between them, very much bankable stars in both K-drama and K-beauty land. So that was obviously a big thing in the news this week. Now, before I get into this week's question of the week, I just wanted to read out one of the lovely reviews that has been left for the podcast. And our reviewer said, Style Story is quickly becoming my one-stop shop for all things K-beauty with a wonderful curation of products, fantastic information and great customer service. Anyone who is interested in some insider knowledge and a deeper dive into what's going on into the world of K-beauty should definitely check out the podcast hosted by Lauren. It is such an interesting mix of tips and tricks, product recommendations, and the latest K-beauty news presented in an easy to understand way. I'm hooked. So thank you so much to our lovely reviewer. And you know, every week I'm asking you guys if you would also like to leave your review so that I can read it out. Uh, Plenty of places to leave it. Uh, I will be waiting. I will be waiting to see your review and read it out on the show. Please don't forget to do that. That is a very, very helpful way of, you know, letting other people know why you're listening, why they might like to listen as well, so that we can get even more listeners, which is always a good thing. All right. So on to this week's question of the week. And this, uh, our questioner had a question in relation to Dr. Jart's color correcting cream. So I think in the States, you guys call this maybe, um, I think you call this tiger's grass color correcting cream. In Korea, we call it Sikapair color correcting cream, but this is the product I'm talking about. It has gone viral on TikTok lately. We literally just cannot keep it on the shelf. So this person had a question and she was asking, hi, is this a mineral-based sunscreen? I am allergic to chemical sunscreen products. So obviously a very great question. And this product does in fact contain a sunscreen, but this is not a primary sunscreen product. It is not intended to be your sunscreen. It is actually a makeup product. Uh, It's a CC cream, a color correcting cream. It basically is designed to cover, correct, and conceal redness. That's what the product does. It goes on green and then it changes to beige. Uh, So a very, I would say, typical kind of CC cream formula that really just works to even out on even uh, patches of the skin. And in this case, because we have green, which is opposite to red on the color wheel, it cancels out red. However, having said that, it does contain a mineral-based sunscreen agent. It actually has two of them. Uh, So it contains titanium dioxide and zinc oxide as well. 
Uh, and obviously physical sunscreens contain active mineral ingredients uh, like those two, titanium dioxide or zinc oxide, and they work by sitting on top of the skin to deflect damaging UV rays away from the skin. That is what they do. However, when it comes to using a product like this, and I know we've spoken about it on the show before, when you are talking about a makeup product that has a sunscreen in it, a lot of times I see people go, well, you know, it sounds like a lot of SPF if I'm applying a regular sunscreen first and then this over the top. And to that, I would say not necessarily. And the reason is you're not necessarily going to get the stated level of coverage from a CC cream product like this or a BB cream or your foundation, because the amount that you would have to apply to get the stated level of protection may not be the amount that looks very cosmetically elegant on the skin. So if you're wearing this for the purposes of covering up your redness, once you cover your redness, presumably you stop putting more product on, right? Uh, So the purpose for which the product is intended is slightly different than your sunscreen. You know, with your sunscreen, I think most people are aware that you need to, you know, apply at least three fingers. So if you were, you know, to squirt three um, bits of sunscreen on all the way down the length of your three longest fingers. That is how much sunscreen we should be applying. I have my doubts that people would apply that much CC cream or BB cream or foundation. I think you will find if you were going to be applying that much, you would have a really sort of mask-like appearance. So that is what I would say. Yes, this product does contain a sunscreen, but this is not a primary sunscreen product. It is a makeup product. So how I would suggest using it, if you have oily skin, do your do your skincare, then put your sunscreen on and this over the top. If you have dry skin, skin, you're going to need something else underneath this. This is no, this will dry out your skin most likely because it's not a, a moisturizing product. So I would say go on with your moisturizer, then your sunscreen and this over the top to cover your redness. That is the suggestion I would like to give you guys in terms of product order for this sunscreen. And I guess if you are scratching your head and still wondering well, what's the difference between a mineral and a chemical sunscreen, mineral sunscreens, which are also sometimes called physical sunscreens. They're the ones that sit on top of the skin and block the rays at the surface. So this kind of thing. And then the chemical sunscreens are the ones that absorb the rays like a sponge, basically using ingredients like oxybenzone, avobenzone, um, homosalate, lots of different ones that act as chemical sunscreens. That's the key difference between the two, just in case, you know, you are still a little bit confused. That's how they work. And that's the difference. So I hope that is useful information to other people because I know that product is very, very popular at the moment. That's how I would suggest to use it. Now, for our new K-Beauty releases this week, I have one and I have one that is obviously I'm very passionate about and is very close to my heart because it is Jellico's new product. We have been working on this one for so long. I'm going to go into a little bit more detail about that process uh, on another episode of the show because this one really did take a long time. It was in pre-production for about a year and a half, I think. Uh, Definitely at least a year and a half. It may may have even been longer. 
So this product, it, we have called it Dewy Glaze Toner because that's basically what we were wanting to do, wanting to create for the skin. I would actually say this is probably a hybrid product and between an essence and a toner. Uh, and the reason we didn't call it essence toner, no, number one, we didn't want the name to like blow out and get really long. And also I think a lot of people don't necessarily know what an essence is, but they might know what a toner is. So we just wanted to make it a simple as possible. So what is this product supposed to do? Why did we call it this? What have we put into it? You know that my preference is for really, really hydrating toners. I like to get some hydration in from the very first step. Also because sometimes I don't have time and I really couldn't be bothered doing a really, really long routine. And on times like that, in times like that, I really, really wanted a product that I could just go straight in with. It would be the perfect base for, you know, my, say, moisturizer. If I don't have time to do a whole bunch of other things, just a really, really nice base that is going to properly prepare my skin for my moisturizer so that my moisturizer sinks in properly. So that's what this is. It's got a range of different hydrators, humectants, and antioxidants in it. Uh, normally, in most toner products uh, and most skincare products generally, you will notice that the first ingredient is water. But for this one, because I really wanted it to do more than just, you know, tone the skin, I asked our team to swap over water for birch sap. So birch sap is actually the first ingredient in the product, and that is to really, really plump and nourish the skin. Now, I'm a little bit greedy, so I wanted hyaluronic acid in there, but I didn't want to stop at just one. So we've actually got three different types in there uh, with three different molecular weights. We've got sodium hyaluronate, we've got hydrolyzed hy uh, hy hyaluronic acid and hyaluronic acid as well. And that is obviously to help the skin maintain moisture, stay nice and hydrated and smooth. Uh, the other big thing, and I will go into this uh, in a more dedicated episode, I didn't want to use artificial dyes in the product just for a whole lot of different reasons. So uh, it doesn't contain any dyes in it. We do have, so it's got this uh, really, really interesting natural color. It's a bit of, I, I would call it purple. It is purple, but when you look at it, in your hand, on your skin, it doesn't look purple. It kind of looks purple in the jar. Uh, and being a natural color as well, it can change and fade over time. Uh, that's just a feature of, you know, not using uh, the artificial dyes. So for this, we've included a whole bunch of different berries. So we've got blueberry, we've got strawberry, we've got blackberry, we have china berry uh, as well. And so obviously all the different berries have a lot of different antioxidants in them. Uh, I threw in a couple of my other favorites, panthenol. That is definitely one of my favorite ingredients. It's a humectant, able to attract and hold moisture. Uh, adenosine, which is really, really great for skin soothing and for restoring the skin. And then arginine as well, another really great one, uh, particularly for people with fine lines and dehydrated skin, just to help keep your skin nice and firm, plump and smooth. So this is uh, obviously uh, the perfect base for your skincare. So this is how I use it in my routine. I cleanse my skin. I do my double cleanse. 
at night and then I apply a little bit of product onto a cotton pad and I wipe that over my face. Then I go in and I do another layer after that and just dab that straight onto my face. If I need to, I even go in with a third, but usually that's enough for me. So because that is how I like to use products like this, I didn't want to just do a small size because obviously, you know, I, I, I want to go in with a second layer. So I made it big. It's 155 grams. Uh, so it's quite tall. It will last you for a while, uh, particularly if you don't layer your toners like I do, it will last even longer. And then this is the only product that I use in the morning. I don't wash my face just because of how dry it is. So in the morning, I literally just apply some straight onto a cotton pad uh, and and that is how I basically, you know, prepare my face in the morning. I start with this instead. So that is now on the Style Story website. It is Jellico Dewy Glaze Toner. Uh, we will probably be rolling it out to our other um, partners, our distributors who we work with uh, over the next couple of weeks, I assume. Uh, I don't have an exact date for you. So if you're hoping to shop on uh, either Woolworths or Very Shop or somewhere else like that, I will have an update for you. But for the moment, it is on stylestory.com.au. I would love for you guys to go and check that out. Uh, and yeah, I'll go into more detail about the trials and tribulations we had with that product. It has been a labor of love. I am so excited that it is now ready. I'm so relieved, actually. Honestly, that was like hanging over my head for a long time. I was just like, I just need to get this finished. I need to get this done. I need to get this out. I just... I, I, yeah, that was, it's been so long, honestly. Oh my gosh. Anyway, on to some K-Beauty reviews for some other products. Now, we had a five-star review for Misha M Perfect Cover BB Cream. And our reviewer said, amazing. Now my holy grail. Uh, she said, I am so impressed with this BB cream. It's very high coverage for a BB cream, more like a medium coverage foundation, but super lightweight and gives the most beautiful, natural, dewy finish, which sets down beautifully with powder. It doesn't transfer at all when I touch my face and has amazing stain power. It looks flawless with any primer I use under it and is a truly remarkable product and so affordable. I mix one pump of this, shade 27, with one pump of the Misha Signature Real Complete BB Cream, shade 23, every morning and it's my holy grail. I couldn't use anything else now. Limited shade range is the only thing that lets it down. So I would say overall, a <laughs> very, very fair review. Uh, and in general, look, that is always the downside with any Korean BB cream. The shade range is just going to be more limited. I will say Misha does have a few more shades than you will find other products on the Korean market have. Uh, you know, I think they maybe even have seven, up to seven in some of theirs, whereas on Honestly, you will be hard pressed to, to find more than three for most most like BB cushions and products if you go into an offline store in Korea. The shade range is really that limited, uh, but that is definitely a fair point. It is nowhere near the 40, 50 shades that some other brands have. That's very true. So another review that we had was a five-star review for Innisfree's No Sebum Mineral Pact. And our reviewer said, it's like magic. The invisible powder sets my makeup and leaves me looking fresh and not shiny. 
perfect. I love that it doesn't add more color or bulk to my face. Uh, and this product actually has just been upgraded. You will, if you go and have a look on the Style Story website now, you will notice that the packed itself looks different. Uh, and yeah, so that is a 2022 upgrade. Actually, we just got the new ones in. So go and check that out if you are keen to see what they've been doing to it. But again, it, it's you're very much the same product that you already know if you've tried it before. Uh, it's just a nice translucent powder. That's what the product is supposed to be. So when the reviewer mentioned that it doesn't add color, it literally just sets whatever color you've already just put on your face, whatever color your BB cream or foundation is, that's what the product is supposed to do. And for my recommendation of the week, so this is a very special season, a very special time of the year in Korea, if you didn't already know. So April, beginning of April, is coming into cherry blossom season, which is one of my all-time favorite times of the year. If you have been following my Instagram for a while, you will know that every year around this time, I go a little bit crazy and just basically hunt for cherry blossoms all over Seoul. But I would recommend, if you have haven't already seen what the blossoms look like, go and check out one of the either Instagram accounts. There are lots of like fan pages and like soul centric, uh, you know, uh, Instagram accounts like Soul Official. I think one's called Soul Big City, and they and they they basically take a collection of pe of people's photos that they've taken all over Seoul. This is a, such a nice time of the year to enjoy those kind of pictures and images. I love doing it. Uh, I love looking at all of the different blossoms, pretty much from all over the country. The the blossoms start in the south first, so they start uh, down the bottom of the peninsula because it's warmer there and then they gradually blossom and then usually Seoul is the, basically the last place to get them or one of the last places to get them uh, but this is such a nice time of the year to enjoy all the photos of that even if you can't see them in person uh, they are notoriously fickle cherry blossoms obviously they only bloom for about two weeks of the year uh, so you know anything can bring them down really quickly rain or big gust of wind so I I think this time of the year, every year, I'm always reminded by how fleeting, uh, you know, moments like this are, I guess. Cherry blossoms make me so, so happy. And I think part of the happiness and the mystique of them is knowing that they're not going to be around for very long. So you have to enjoy them while they're there. I just feel like there are so few things in life that we really, you know, stop and smell the flowers, so to speak, uh, and just enjoy things in the moment. You know, I think there's a tendency to think that, maybe take things a little bit for granted and think, oh, well, if I don't do it today, I can always do it tomorrow. Uh, and cherry blossom season is one of the times of the year where I'm just like, all right, everyone get out of the house. Let's go for a walk. Like, I don't care if it's, you know, if it's late or whatever, I'm just like, we need to enjoy the flowers. We need to enjoy this time of the year, drink it all in. It, it's very brief. So that is one of my recommendations for the week. If you haven't already seen what these beautiful flowers look like, uh, or even if you have, and maybe you're, you know, looking at them and planning a trip to Korea one day in the future, that is my recommendation. Go and check out some Instagram accounts uh, around Korea for this week because you will be able to enjoy some really, really beautiful images of the blossoms. All right, I'm going to leave it here for this Tuesday's episode. I will be back, of course, on Thursday with our deep dive, so make sure you stay subscribed. And until then, I will see you on Style Story. Bye.